trying to support and trying to to help the growth and you know the value creation that she was trying to uh, to 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 develop. Uh, and that's how you know it was like feeling very natural not only to be involved from a personal time perspective, which is something that I also do, right, in terms of like, you know, advising or mentoring and so on, but also saying, okay, you know, then it does make sense also to, uh, to like support from an economic perspective, because I do think that, uh, uh, you know, the one that can, I do think that we have a responsibility, right, to, to actually foster uh, growth uh, and, you know, development. There are so many talented young people out there uh, and that, you know, that uh, the girl, there was a girl actually you know the first uh, the first startup that uh, that I supported this is female business angel podcast your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick. We're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. Hello, dear listeners, welcome to the summer special of our podcast. Before we head into the well-deserved summer break, which we promise will not be too long, we will be back with you in September, recharged, energized, and with new great episodes. But for now, please enjoy this interview, which we recorded with Veronica Di Quattro, who dialed in straight from Sicily. We hope you can feel summerly Italian vibes and great energy that Veronica has. And we're sure you will enjoy this interview as much as we did. Welcome to Female Business Angels Podcast. Today we are having our first Italian guest. Ciao, Veronica. Ciao, ciao a tutti. Hi, Katia. Thank you for having me here. Nice to, nice to see you again and to, nice to be talking to you again. So Likewise. you are dialing in from Sicily, right? And you know, yes. based in Milan, in the business capital of Italy. And I'm dialing in from Scene. It's a pre-seed fund here in Berlin, investing in early stage startups. And they kindly let us record this amazing podcast from their rooftop studio. It's very hot here as well. Probably it's like Sicily temperature. So it's going to be a shorter episode, I'd say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Vera, please tell us about yourself. Uh, tell us about your career. And, sure. um, yeah, how you got into business angeling. 
Absolutely. So first, really, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you, Katya, again for, for this opportunity. Um, so I'm Veronica. I'm currently uh, Chief Revenue Officer for Europe for The Zone, which is a streaming sports service. Uh, after having had the opportunity to actually uh, launch from zero the platform uh, in, uh, in Italy first and then in Spain back in 2018. Uh, and um, I got actually into the, the streaming uh, the streaming sector after an experience in Spotify where we actually had the you know the opportunity to to meet and work together uh, where I was the managing director for southern and eastern Europe uh, after launching the market as well the Italian market as well back in 2012 so when no one really was still talking about uh, uh, streaming especially music um, talking about business angels, which obviously is the reason why we are here, uh, I actually started back in 2018, uh, first as an individual investor uh, for a startup that uh, I got to know through my network. It was a babysitting marketplace. Uh, and then I discovered the, the wonderful world of the business angel networks. Uh, and I've joined to a couple of those, uh, which I felt that were very much aligned in terms of mission and, and values. And specifically, I'm very active with two um, that are called, one is the Angels for Women. So investing in a women, uh, women startup uh, with, with female founders or female majority of management. Uh, Italy, right? Or Italy. There are some also some, some startups that are also international, but with some, obviously, like, you know, Italian, Italian founders. So the majority is coming from from the market. Um, and another network is uh, Angels for Impact, which is instead focusing on uh, strong, innovative and technology, uh, technological content uh, that is actually having an impact either from a, a social, medical or environmental perspective. Yeah, and now you're a young mom. So I, I like the fact that you uh, started to prepare for it four years ago by investing in a babysitter babysitting marketplace. <laughs> exactly. When I, I didn't have a clue where, where I would dot, you know, to. Yes, but I started from there. It's funny. Yes. You got a glimpse, like from the business perspective, from, from yeah. the from the investor's perspective. And um and how so so the so the first investment uh, happened through like personal connections. What uh, where did the inspiration come from? So did they just approach you and uh, told you told you like okay we'd love to have you on board or were you thinking about becoming an investor by, you know, seeing what, for example, our, our colleagues were doing in Stockholm and, you know, posting about yeah. it? That was I, I would, yeah. yeah. I would say it was more, more like natural, as you said. So and the fact that I first got to know the, um, the entrepreneur that was beyond this like uh, babysitting marketplace, uh, through like you know the digital network that that I was part uh, that I was taking part to in uh, in Italy and I just got so you know involved and and passionate on trying to support and trying to to help the growth and you know the value creation that she was trying to uh, to 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 develop uh, and that's how you know it was like feeling very natural not only to be involved from a personal time perspective, which is something that I also do, right, in terms of like, you know, advising or mentoring and so on, but also saying, okay, you know, then it does make sense also to, uh, to like support from an economic perspective, because 
I do think that, uh, uh, you know, the one that can, I do think that we have a responsibility, right, to, to actually foster uh, growth uh, and, you know, development. There are so many talented young people out there uh, and that, you know, that uh, the girl, it was a girl actually, you know, the first uh, the first startup that, uh, that I supported um, just needed to, you know, to have a bit of support support, right, in the right moment, in the right way. Uh, and I feel that if we can do it, we, we should really do it because it's amazing, you know, what, what can be coming, uh, what, what can get out of those, uh, those ideas and those innovation. And uh, yeah, I really like this, uh, this like your approach and way of thinking of like almost like civic responsibility. So if you can go and support like in all senses, yeah. with like uh, time, money, um, connections, um, I don't know, brain power and um, everything. And so did, did the startup flourish like uh, four years later? Are you are you happy with the with the with, with your involvement back in the days? And yeah. how did it evolve from that? But yes, yes, it grew. It, yes, absolutely. It, it grew, and obviously, like you know, it was also like a great learning because it was the first, uh, the first, uh, the first time. So uh, that helped me a lot in also understanding what are the elements that we need to look at, what are what are the right approaches, or for the following uh, for the following investment. Um, and I would say also actually being part of like the the network helped a lot also to to you know to compensate you know some areas or things that we didn't know at the beginning, right? So to actually rely on the net work of other investors, uh, especially during the processes of like due diligence, uh, you know, that critical steps that may be uh, relevant. Uh, so to, to also like get support and, and rely on the on others for the things that you don't know at the beginning, which is, you know, normal uh, at the beginning of a yeah. journey. Tell, tell us about this network. So it was Angels for Women, I guess, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yes. So, the, and, and they are, you know, they're very active and is growing a lot. When we started, you know, back in 2019, we, uh, we were around probably, you know, 20 women being part of that. Now, uh, I think we are more than 50, 60 and, uh, you know, also involving uh, companies in it, right, to be to be supported and to get visibility of what we are doing. Um, so I think that there is like still a great opportunity to, to expand it. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that uh, they are focusing on the female aspect as well as the other one that is focusing on the impact, I, I think it's like also help us to target and focus our our efforts, which is something that I really, I really like and it very much aligned with, you know, what I want to, uh, what I want to bring back right in, in, into the world. So uh, that's how I got involved and that's why I'm very passionate and committed to them. And how, how is the investment thesis? Is it uh, supporting female entrepreneurs only? So it's uh, Italian, like successful Italian executives and investors and founders yeah. supporting yeah. Italian female founders is it it's, right? It's, uh, it, it, now I would say that it, it become like a little bit uh, uh, more open. It started like this, but then in the network now you also have male uh, men, which I think it's important, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> but to 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 be supportive, right, of like of the of the of the female founders and the female um, uh, management, uh, and like they're not just the entrepreneur of like you know top management, but it's like started also to be to be open to like wider wider network, which is I think it's also like important, right, because if we we keep on spreading the the awareness, right, on business angel and how it can also be something accessible to to more and more people if like you are uh, passionate about innovation. Uh, and uh, 
and uh, uh, and technology, for example, as we are. What's the actually uh, are there any misconceptions in regards to business angels in uh, Italy? Because, for example, in Spain, I've spoken to a few people, and uh, some of them they told me they made really bad experiences in terms of um, like people lost money or it was like a bit of so it was not as professional as it is in the US in the UK I don't know in the northern Europe it was a bit of a yeah right like you ask some people you know so they put money into your startup and then you hire your whole family and you know your cousin has like an insanely huge salary so are there any misconceptions of that kind or is it more professional and um I think think there are still some misconceptions. I think a few of them are, for example, the fact that you necessarily have to invest lots of money, which is not always the case, right? Because you do have some of these networks that have some accessible, you know, ticket. Obviously, it depends. It's all relative, right? But it's like not maybe the the original idea is like, oh, either you come in with hundreds, right? Otherwise, you you, you can't be part of that. And, you know, this is one. Uh, And then the, the second, I think, is also like, Probably the fact that uh, the, the the return of investment, uh, you know, is saying, oh, that 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 money are kind of lost money necessarily, right? Uh, again, that is like not really understanding the the time frame that you need to take into account when you do those type of investment, right? You you need to understand that obviously it's like a, a you know mid longer term to to get an exit to, to get a return. It's so not, obviously it's not, not a liquid investment, and it's not exactly. like the best asset class out there. Yeah, for sure. Correct. Correct. Uh, so, so I think those uh, those elements there are still a little bit, you know, not understanding, and we need to evangelize, right? On uh, uh, yes, the return can be there, right? Obviously, you need you need to like do the right due diligence, and you need to uh, spend time to also understand and scope the market. Uh, but is is not coming tomorrow, right? You need to be willing to to be there for like the the mid long term. Yeah, and how how do you how do you approach due diligence? What are what what are you looking at? What what are the the most important things for you? Do you have some secret recommendations on what to be aware of? Some red flags. Yeah, so I would say that for me, I started from the things that I knew, right? So I started from, for example, startups that I had, like either in terms of business model or the sector related, obviously, you know, to media or, or like to premium subscription. So starting from the thing that I knew, because obviously it had to be a little bit more comfortable, right? As a, yeah, as a for, subscription specialist, so for sure. <laughs> so as a, as a first step, but then... Um, then I realized pretty quickly the importance of like uh, diversifying your portfolio of investment um, because what I felt that was uh, very naturally happening is that sometimes you just fell in love with some you know, some startup, which is fine because you also need like, you know, to follow your gut feeling in, you know, believing very much in, in the idea. Uh, but then at least the diversifying in terms of like the sector, in terms of the stage of development, in terms also of the business model, I think it's critical. It's very important because at least this, you know, keeps lower your risk, right, of where you're putting, uh, where you're putting them, your money. Um, so I think this is something very important that I learned, like, after after the first years and then another thing that i would say uh which i think is uh, is key uh, is always to look at the 
the team, uh, so the people, right? So uh, we, if you remember, like Martin Lawrence was always saying, you know, the, the idea is a small percentage and then the rest is actually the execution and implementation. Like it's yeah. totally like this, right? In the sense that people are like the number one driver uh, that is going to make it successful or not, because from them, like, you know, it's going to depend the way they're going to face challenges, the way they're going to react to changes. So you need to really believe and get, be comfortable with the with the founder or like the management team that you're investing in. So I think this is uh, another very important uh, factor. The team, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, people make things happen. So uh, people invent companies and um, concepts, countries, everything. So yeah, and the funds and uh, ideas. And it's, yeah, it's bad on people, especially in this like very, very early stages. And what are other, bus what are other investments you'd like to tell us about or highlight? So, uh, I mean, you've been doing this for like four years. So Babysitter Marketplace, what else? Yes, I've invested in um, so, uh, health tech, which I'm very passionate about. So specifically a uh, um, psychology online platform, which is okay. called Serenis. Mm -hmm. They've started in, uh, in Italy. And uh, obviously there is like the ambition also to expand to, uh, to other markets. And I think, you know, I, I feel very close to that because I do think that is also important, you know, to, to spread uh, the, the awareness and accessibility of like psychological support. Uh, especially during those year, difficult years that, that we've been oh, going yes. through. I could not uh, agree more. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, then uh, I've, I've invested, um, and this going back also to the diversification of sector, I've invested in a um, sport, uh, uh, sport uh, training app, uh, live and on demand. Uh, as well, they started in Italy and they're also live in, uh, in uh, Spain and they're called BuddyFit. Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, very cool and, and very interesting because it's also expanding to the in the concept of wellness, so uh, including like meditation, uh, for example, uh, and then uh, also in tech education. I'm talking about that uh, is a is a startup that is uh, providing uh, support for young uh, high school um, uh, kids in deciding their best path for career uh, career choice. Uh, and also developing this like potentially to uh, other levels of education. Uh, and then completely different, I've also like invested in a sustainable fashion app, I, IoT solution for farming. Yeah. Um, the, the Renewed investment, that's the one we share. The Renewed, exactly. Yeah. The yeah. one I wish they're amazing. For example, they are like... The, I love know, Iris. Yeah, Iris yeah. Kamis. That's great. <laughs> Great, exactly. And uh, another one that comes up into my mind, which is also linked to the concept of, uh, you know, sustainability is a startup that produces building materials from rice waste. Um, oh, wow. Know, yeah. So, so that's like, again, very important, right? In like the, the current, the current situation, find alternatives, materials. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can, I can definitely see like the, uh, kind of like a common thread with, uh, you know, you being a subscription specialist, in music and in sports, moving towards health and ad tech subscriptions, and then uh, with a focus on sustainability, making the life better for us on the planet, like from the, you know, mental and uh, physical standpoint, but also, yeah, helping to save the planet by investing into the sustained, like re recycled construction materials. So I think it's great. And may I ask, are they all 
do all these teams have a female founder on board or is majority okay. majority of those yes yes i now the uh all of them are part of the, the sports app <laughs> now that i think about it but all the rest yes okay. yes because also majority of them of them they are coming from the angels for women network okay so that's how you source the deals and then yeah. you decide if you buy in it's a it's a bit of a syndicate approach right but uh, yeah. i think yeah that's that's how renowned you worked so yeah if you are based in italy and you would like to get involved into angel investing maybe just uh, yeah google angels for women we will post the link as well on our podcast and get involved so you don't have to invest immediately i assume you can just is it a slack channel your ladies have or you what, can what is it? To, like the the meetings we are still doing it in a hybrid like a, a mm-hmm. mood right now so you can either come in presence or, or join online and just like you know uh get get to know the the people and the network for you know the first meetings to get an idea of what we do yeah so yeah get involved like zoom calls and uh yeah, hang exactly. out with uh with vero and antonella and the others other 50 60 people that's, that's a lot that's really good and uh, yeah figure out if that's for you and you mentioned so you invested in this education advisor i mean you've uh, you've had an impressive career so far for me you've always been like a role model and someone i admired like how quickly you moved from google to spotify from spotify to the zone launching markets like countries territories uh, continents um speaking on all conferences speaking to journalists so Uh, how did you envision yourself when you were a child? Where, where are you? Are you where you wanted to be right now, or could you have ever imagined you would be an international executive doing angel investments? Well, you're too good, Katya. Too good, too good. Thank you for your kind, kind words. Well, if I think when I was a, when I was a, a child, when when you know I was at university, no, I didn't have a clue where I would have been. Uh, you know, in terms of in terms of sector or role or or companies, I think it, uh, what I knew was that I was very passionate about. Uh, um, consumer behaviors. Uh, um, so more on the psychological aspects. Actually, at the beginning, I was uh, I was uh, not sure if doing economics as university or psychology. So I think it very much came, okay. came, from, came from that in, in really understanding uh, the way people, you know, behave. Uh, mm-hmm. And then from there, it was like very natural to, to like focusing on uh, innovation and technology, which, you know, most of the time are the driver of like, you know, either expanding or changing or supporting a, a behave, right, in a, in a consumer, in a user. Uh, and, and that from there, it, again, it, it was like finding the amazing match, right, in uh, also joining companies that were uh, driving some of those changes with the, with the, the technology. Uh, so meeting my passion you know for uh behavior users uh changing in the in the dynamics of the market but also technology and innovation so you followed your passion and you followed your heart and then yeah. the rest happened and i i guess also maybe so if you if you follow your passion you also attract like the right people and ideas maybe and then it's um it's the winning mix Exactly. I think it's uh, exactly uh, the, the important thing is, um, you know, like not being uh, scared or like uh, also you know, thinking that that if you are taking a step that doesn't necessarily go in the direction that uh, that you want to, 
doesn't mean that you're not learning something, right? So also trying to understand that everything you do can, is, is adding value, right, to your uh, to your package of like experience uh, and, uh, and knowledge uh, and so on. And uh, one way or another is going to get you where you want, right? So some, the, the trajectory is not linear, as we know, it's very much up and down. Uh, but then there is always a reason for this up and down. Uh, at least that, that happened for me, right? And then ultimately, like you got to a place that actually made sense because it was putting all the elements together. Yeah, looking backwards, you always see it, but maybe not at the moment. Not while you are in there. Exactly. <laughs> to remind yourself. And uh, so we always ask this question in our podcast uh, since we're approaching like towards the end slowly. If you could change just one thing like in this world, like what would it be? Because so you're told like, okay, follow your passion. It has to make sense to you and to your personal development. It has to make sense for the humanity as well, I guess, like people surrounding you. So what... Um, What would you change if you could if if you could change one thing and you know how society works how how we live what's going on? I think uh, very honestly, I think we we are in general right running out of time really from you know all perspective right for anything everything that is happening you know geopolitical like the environmental situation and so on. So if I uh, could think about one thing would be the speed. Uh, the speed in which we move, right? The, the really the speed for everyone to understand what's happening and, and taking actions. Uh, so, so that to me is really what is like every day almost like bothering me and say, why can we not do that now already, right? So, uh, I feel obviously that technology and innovation had in uh, you know driving some of the things that happen until today and can be a driver, right? Also, an acceleration and accelerating. The, Uh, the things that needs to be done. But I think that we need to give more space uh, to actually the ones that can have an impact uh, for a wider benefit. So then that's what I would want to see more. Yeah. Yeah. So so shift from the bureaucracy and politics to change makers and uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's the public sector, right? And, and you know, government and public sector that, that really need to open the door and, and, you know, let people in that actually understand how they could do things and, and have an impact. So that's, you know, the way I feel it. Yeah, maybe I can hear there between the lines, like your next project, maybe not immediately, but in a, in a couple oh, no. of years, you know, becoming like also an activist, like just a, a bit outside of the business world as well and trying to make an impact in, in society as a whole. I totally agree with you. We are very slow. Like If we look what's happening with the environmental protection, with the geopolitical situation, which affects financial situation and the business world, of course, and the mental state of almost everyone in this planet, and especially us in Europe right now. So yeah, I definitely, I'm with you. I'm going to join your cause. So. <laughs> Great. We'll do it together, Katya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are all together. And um, for um, maybe like what advice would you give to the aspiring business angels? So if someone wants to get involved, what what would be like the three things you, you, would, you would recommend to start with? So I would say... Uh, First, talk to other business angels like as soon as possible. So, uh, for, for example, like you know, get to know and uh, get part of like these networks because it's always an inspiration. Um, second, uh, I would say uh, like not be too scared about you know what what may happen because everything you know can be rationalized and you can take a, a small step. 
Uh, and third, use it also as a great source of uh, learning because the truth is that it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because you're you're learning a lot of things and you're getting a lot of energy as well from uh, from the teams and from the talents. So um, you know, business angel is actually you are also getting a great value from being a business angel. So I would say this: it's not just giving; it's also receiving. Yeah, that's yes. uh, that's, yes. that's amazing. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I think it's, uh, yeah, you are an inspiration and it's been very insightful. Thank you for being our first Italian guest. We hope we will have at least one more. Yeah, great to have you on our podcast and in our network. And we are excited to see your next move soon. Thank you so much, Katia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, my dear. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.